I want to take you to a portion of the scripture that God spoke to me. Go to Genesis 22 verse 9 to 18 please. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to slaughter his son, but the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, began to call Abraham and said I will make your name great <laughs> how many of you know that God doesn't have a problem with making your name great yeah. yes he says I will bless you but you have to come out of your family you have to leave everything and follow me and then he goes on to say at one point God wanted to test the heart of Abraham and he said give me your only son your only son God wanted to test the heart of Abraham he said give me your only so Abraham he wakes up early in the morning takes a few servants and tells his wife I'm just going to go and worship the lord and come back he wasn't lying but he didn't want to say god has asked me to give our only son that you have waited for so long you waited over 100 years to get him and now this old man is saying that i'm hearing voices and the voice is saying me give up our son and obviously that would have created a huge problem for abraham and so he just said listen right now i'm not in a place where i think you will understand what i am doing so i will just just keep quiet go worship the lord come back and explain everything that is needed because right now what i want is not a conflict i want to peacefully go and worship the lord because sometimes maybe you can say something that can cancel the blessing that is supposed to come so to avoid certain words that can cancel your altar 
He said, I want to pursue peace. Because sometimes you can give, but if you don't believe in that giving, that giving is not blessed. So he kept quiet about it. He said, I'm just going to worship the Lord three days yonder. And he takes his servants and he goes out to obey God's voice. Hear me? The Bible says, halfway through, he told the servants, stay here. Stay here. Servants were obedient, but he said, stay here. I and my son, we will go worship the Lord and come back. In fact, it says he could see the place from far. So he told the servant, stay here. A son's journey begins where the servant's journey ends. Because there are things that you cannot trust with a servant that you can trust with the son. A servant is somebody that is motivated by what can I get out of it? What is the wages I can get in return? What benefit is it for me? But a son is not thinking about how to take advantage of the father. He's always looking of how can I add to my father? And that is why there are some locations that a father cannot take a servant. We have to leave you behind there because the next season will require a higher level of sacrifice. And a father studies a servant and say that this servant is not yet become like a son in my house. So I cannot take him to certain places where this can cause harm. So we have to stop the journey right here. But when we grew up, when we studied the story of Abraham and Isaac, or, you know, we had picture Bibles, you always, they try to show Isaac as a little boy. You know, most pictures, you will see like a 15-year-old kid being tied up. No, no. That would have been easier. Because the father is stronger, you tie him down. But the fact was, Isaac was already in his 30s. <laughs> so it wasn't like like this 100 year old man so let's imagine he 100, 130 year old man now would try to wrestle this 30 year old man and tie him no 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 that means Abraham was saying servants stay here because the next season I have to have a certain conversation with my son and I have to answer certain things and the son is smart the son begins to ask questions. Questions are a sign of a hungry heart. Questions. Learn. The more questions you have, the more answers you have. And this guy begins to ask, he says, Dad, you said we need to sacrifice, but I don't see the sheep. I don't see the goat. And Abraham answers, the Lord shall provide. Abraham doesn't see it, but he begins to declare what he doesn't see. Begin to declare what you don't see. Begin to declare your confidence in the Lord. There will be certain things that will look impossible to you. But I'm prophesying to some people. You are about to see your mountain melt and become wax. 
Because you will look at the mountain and you will begin to declare the word of the Lord to your mountain. The mountain may not respect you, but the mountain will always respect the word you carry. <laughs> Did you hear that? I said the mountain will respect the word that you carry in your spirit. Because the mountain knows where you are coming from. The mountain knows. And the Bible says, Abraham takes Isaac and he, he begins to say, Son, the Lord shall provide. The Lord shall provide. At the top, I'm sure, he had a conversation with the son and says, It is not explicitly written. But in order for him to get up on the altar and for this man of God to tie him down, obviously he had to say, I heard a voice of God. And the voice of God said that you are the sacrifice. And Isaac didn't talk. He allowed his father to tie him and he placed himself on the altar. This is so deep. If you study how the blessings came, from Isaac to Jacob you will see something Isaac told Esau he said I want to bless you but in order for me to bless you you need to do something you need to find me a game you need to find me a, a, a tasty cooked meal and it can't just be from our, our field you have to go hunt it down and bring it to me. So there was a sacrifice required. He said, I want to bless you, but that blessing cannot simply come to you. You have to work for that blessing, bring that blessing, let me taste it, and then when my soul is happy, I will bless you. Okay? Now, let's, be, let's leave it there. How did the blessing go from Jacob to his children? Jacob would call them and say, I bless you. Words, God used words to release a blessing. Obviously, all the children of, of Jacob, they would stand in the line. There was over a dozen of them. And he would bless them individually according to how their life had moved his soul. So each of them got a different blessing. Each of them. He said, you, you will be like this. You, you will be like that. This. According to how they had conducted around him, he spoke a blessing. Spoke a blessing. Now let's go back to Isaac. When you study Abraham and Isaac, you will never see Abraham coming and saying, Isaac, my son, receive a blessing. Never. There was no one moment where Abraham said, Isaac, stand up, let me bless you. You know why? <laughs> when Isaac was being offered as a sacrifice, Isaac submitted in that moment where that moment became his qualification to receive everything that was on his father. There was no need for another moment 10 years later for God, for Abraham to come and say, you know what, uh, you don't see. That's what happened with Isaac. 
Isaac called Esau and said, look, I am old. Look, I am old. Meaning, they had, he had some sons that were not spiritually intelligent enough to understand that Papa was going to go away and it was time for us to receive this blessing before he passes on. So the father had to call them up and say, wake up, buddy. Wake up. You're missing something. Look, I am old. And I'm carrying a blessing that I need to pass on to somebody. But there are no recipients. So he's saying, so I'm going to create a scenario in order for you to receive this blessing before I die. How many times have been people have died without being able to pass on their blessing to somebody that was qualified to receive it? But with Isaac, it was a different story. He said, I died on that altar that day. As you obeyed God, I surrendered myself to the altar. If there was a wrestling match, believe me you, the Bible would have talked about it. There was no wrestling match. This 30-year-old young man laid himself down. said, Papa, if this is what is required of the Lord from you, here I am. In that one second, whatever blessing was Papa's became his. There was no need for another moment of blessing. In that one second, he qualified himself for everything on Papa's life. If you will suffer with me, you will reign with me. Some people are waiting for a blessing. Some people are waiting for the man of God to come and lay hands. Some people are waiting for an opportunity where the father can speak and receive a blessing. But there are some other people that are very intelligent. That says, if I can suffer with him, I will reign with him. If I can go through this season with faithfulness, if I can go through this season with honor, if I can go through this season being accountable to the Lord, if I can be faithful in my brokenness, if I can be faithful in my valleys, if I can be faithful to the Lord when my life is going through crazy pain, I'm going to qualify myself for the greatest blessing. Because if I suffer with him, I will reign with him. 